Hey everybody, on this episode of Box Office Breakdown, there was more than meets the eye this weekend. Uh, what that more was was just a really bad movie. I'll tell you more about that next. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Box Office Breakdown. Hey, kids and kidettes and just people that love movies. Welcome to Box Office Breakdowns. Of course, this is the show that looks back at the box office that was, and then we like to... Prognosticate. Yay! I think we'll use that for a while now. We're (laughs) like, yes, because, yep. About the box office that lie ahead. I'm one of your hosts, Frank Moran. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. At Happy Go Jackie. And what's up? My name is Carrie Lane. You can find me online at Carrie D Lane. That's K A R I D L E N E. And we have a chat up, and I'm just getting my notes for the show because I was posting on Instagram our kind of behind the scenes. So that's another mm. reason to follow on social media because we talk about all the cool things that we do here. Because we, we do cool so things, many, right? So many cool things. Because we're so cool. We're so cool, so guys. Cool. Yeah. So okay. cool. Yeah. Uh, and of course, folks, uh, we would not be complete without the person that makes us look so well. Well, this is really no hope with this one, but uh, it sounds even better though. It is Neil Plumley, everybody. Sorry, it took me a second to click okay. uh, <laughs> those buttons. I'm obviously here. Hey, as long booth. as you click those buttons eventually. Oh. oh, well, there it is. <laughs> uh, my name is Neil Plumley. You guys, if you want to follow me, you can find me everywhere at the Neil Plumley. T H E N E I L P L U M L E Y. I have thoughts about movies, but mostly thoughts about. Movies. <laughs> nice. And as always, folks, you can like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And don't just give one thumb up. Go ahead and give it two if you can. Yay. Yes. Uh, and feel free, as Carrie mentioned, the chat is up and running. So hop in there. Share your yes. thoughts about movies in general or this past weekend's box office in particular. Yep. But, uh, yeah, we will uh, jump right into our top five, which happened to also be the subject of last weekend's box office bet. Uh, I'm not having good luck with these box office bets. Lately. Not anymore. Tides have turned, man. Uh, but you know, you know what? I do my work. I get my done. You I, do. get, I get my work done early. Uh, so I'm yep. proud of you, Frank. Super proud of that's you. That's right. That's right. So uh, you know, just uh, doing my part. You know, tweeting out my accountability yeah. photo. You know, it's all good. Uh, you know, I'm still waiting for Carrie Lane's to show up sometime. Well, uh, I did a different accountability thing because uh, I went to my friend's play last night. So I went to the Hollywood Fringe Film mm. Festival. Not film. Sorry. It's plays. But his play highly involves Star Wars, so it's kind of movie-related. Shout out to Desert Warrior All and right. Ross. Mm. All right. You can see my photos on Instagram and Twitter. Just, you know, I think you should take a moment just to, you know, just apologize to the box office members. Box nope. office breakdown members. Just no, nope. I saw those numbers. I was like, oh, I am good. <laughs> I'm good. So, yes. of course, Transformers the last night was the subject of our box office bet. It happened to do number one in the box office. Pulled in $45.3 million. Uh, nowhere near the $75 million that I <laughs> yeah. predicted it was going to do. Uh, Neil came in with 68 and I the said winner. 50. So for any of y'all who were thinking like, oh, no, you lost, I, I had at least one of you reach out to me on Facebook. I'm like, no, 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 I won. I said 50. And I thought I was going real low. So when I saw, four, I saw Frank's email this morning, I'm all, that was the first thing I looked at. I'm all, what's Transformers? Uh, 45. I'm good. Uh, yeah, yeah it, it does have the distinction of having the lowest opening of any of the Transformers films. And uh, this is not a good film, folks. I, uh, Ouch. For, many that, for anybody that did see it, uh, very frustrating. Okay. I was talking to Neil a little bit about it before the show started. You know, we just had a little yeah. pre-show chat about the mm-hmm. movies. This, uh, well, one, 
uh, I'm not a huge fan of just the world that they've created for the Transformers. Okay. Whether basically, have you seen any of the films? I have. I think I've, I saw all of them except this one. Yeah. Well, yeah. Just the idea that they're constantly being persecuted uh, and hunted. Sorry, real quick. Yes. Uh, real quick, uh, Sarah in the chat made a good point. So if any of you are new, what we do with our box office bet is for the upcoming week, there's one movie chosen by you, the viewer. So if you're new to this, at the end, depending on how many movies come out, we'll let you all pick what one we'll vote on. Um, uh, sorry, not vote, but what we'll bet on. And what we do is we bet on how much money it's going to make. And the person who is the closest wins. The person who's the furthest away has to go see that movie. That is true. Yes. Yes. So, in case y'all didn't. And uh, I lost. So you uh, went so I went and saw Transformers the, uh, the last night. So was, I, yes, I've seen all of them except this new one. I just don't like the. It's such a such a downer uh, world that they've created. True. Okay. You know, it's yeah. just like I'm tired of them being always persecuted and hunted, and everybody wants to destroy them. Mm-hmm. And there's way too many humans in these films for me. It's like Transformers. You know, we've got so many comic books. Uh, the I was say, films. wasn't the cartoon more about them and like yes, people? They've got they've got personalities, yeah. uh, wants, mm-hmm. dreams, desires, yeah. just of their own. Mm. We get so little of that in these films, and way too much time focused on the humans. Like, I would love to not have any humans at all, and let's just focus on these Transformers sure. because. I mean, you have zero. I mean, there's one that I came back from the last film. I've got zero vested interest in any of them because I really don't know them. You don't get the time mm. to really get to know them, other than just a few casual character quirks that they just quickly add in. You're like, yeah. oh, okay, this is more like the samurai guy. This is like the mm. the, you know, the oh grizzled. yeah, no, I totally thought that yeah. with the last one. I'm like, so you're a type. You're not really a character. Yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, you know, Mark Wahlberg's back for this, and they do some stuff in this film where he's already said publicly that he's not coming back for the next Transformers film. Right. And yet, the way that they leave this film, there's a lot of unanswered questions about his character, exactly where it's up. And story-wise, it doesn't treat it like, you know, like, hey, this is his farewell. For all mm. you know, like, hey, he's going to be coming back. He still plays an important part of the mythology going forward. You know, but no. Mm. So there's, oh, yeah, there's just, it's just that the action is disappointing. The story is sloppy. Uh, it's just it's just a bad film to, from beginning to end. I, I do have another side question on that. We've had a couple of people ask on how much it made. And were you looking at, I, I know we get our numbers online, but were you looking more at the five-day or the weekend? It's it just the three-day. So okay. it's just the weekend. So basically it made closer to 69, I believe, when you counted in the five-day. But we just went in for the weekend here. We so. do everything with just the weekend anyway. Yes. So fair to all the other movies there you go so yeah so uh, over the course of the three days it did uh 45 if you add in the the, uh, the five day it's gonna bump it up closer to 69 yeah but for our our purposes which still makes you kind of far uh then i'm 19 oh you're closer if it was that but yeah uh good question is his daughter in this one i don't think so from the trailer right no? uh just uh yeah, i mean it's not really much of a spoiler she's on a phone you never see her you hear her voice mm. And a phone conversation, but that is it. Because I think there's a conversation just in the trailer where he's talking to the other young girl. Who is she good? She looks cool in the trailer. Yeah, she's not in the film that much, though. Not as much as the trailer would make you think. Because I'm like, she seems cool. Can we have her be more of a character? Because his daughter was so lame. In oh, the wait, uh, I, I, the younger girl? Yeah. There's, yeah, there's two women no, in the there. No, the young girl. Yeah, so younger girl's not in it as much as you would think. Because <sighs> she's so cool in the trailer, Yeah. She's kind of like, I want to fight and I want to be there. And she's like crying and like, I'm trying to be tough. And I'm like, I want to see this character. Yeah, yeah. No? she seems awesome. I really, I, I would <sighs> like to see that movie. Yeah. No? No. Damn. You know, it's just like that. Ugh, it is. Mm. It, it's just it's just rough. And, you know, I, I, Neil and I were talking about this. Is like for a film that's, you know, Optimus Prime is you know one of the mm-hmm. big ticket Transformers. He very rarely shows up in, in these films until like the very end. Right. Uh, uh. 
and it's, he's always gone for like large patches of the time and then he's like he takes off to go fight the bad guys, and then you never see him for Surprise. like long stretches of time. And then mm-hmm. he just shows up mm-hmm. when it's most convenient to save everybody's bacon. And you're like, "What is this? It's it's not a good film at all." And well, Neil, my- you were mentioning something to me. Uh, perhaps you'd like to share with the audience in terms of uh, posting this film. Oh yeah, well I um, heard from a source who got it from his sources that the uh, the film was produced by a uh, Chinese financial firm. And they turned Michael Bay's uh, three months of post-runway into three weeks. And hmm. when they made, uh, apparently, when they made, like, a, uh, a, when they finished cutting a scene, they would say, okay, that's it, we're moving on. And when Bay would be like, no, I want to go back and recut that scene because of something we changed later, mm-hmm. they would say, no, you can't do that. And... Uh, Apparently he was throwing tantrums and like throwing st- like throwing stuff in offices, trying to get them to change their mind, in probably the only way he knows how, um, and uh, they just wouldn't budge on it. Not only that, but the composer apparently sat down for 52 hours straight, scoring the movie because they because of, because of the time crunch. Um, and I was mentioning to Frank, this seems like a distinct difference between uh, traditional Western. Uh, filmmaking, specifically in regards to post-production, mm-hmm. and some of the things I've heard about Eastern filmmaking. Not to mm. say that they would generally in, in the East bully their um, directors into doing stuff quickly, but that they just... It, it seems like it seems like out here in, in the Western Hemisphere, uh, speci- like, you know, in Los Angeles and everything, where it's, it seems like they put a lot more stock into post-production than they do... Um, in some of the more eastern film markets. Hmm. So I think there's just a big... Uh, I don't really think they saw eye-to-eye very much. Sure. And I, I, didn't see, I didn't see the movie, but I asked Frank if he, if maybe that would have uh, shed some light on how this movie turned out, and he's uh, saying it probably would have sucked either way. No, okay. because it would uh, that production time, I mean, or the post time, did not affect the story. <clears throat> so I mean, it's just they, bad. It's just a bad story from the, it. right from the okay. get-go. Like, John Turturro's back, but for something that just really is like inconsequential like Mm -hmm. it really like why is he here i don't understand Mm. anthony hopkins for his credit he uh he could have phoned it in could have just been (laughs) like i will take this paycheck and just run with it but uh he probably gives at least the most entertaining performance Mm -hmm. it is a bonkers anthony hopkins performance but you know it's at least interesting to watch okay uh but man it's i i can't see what if paramount and hasbro want to keep making they've already talked about the next movie in the line they've also doing a bumblebee spinoff film I, they've got to look at the numbers for this weekend, and sort internationally doing great over there. But just domestically, it it's not good. It's like they this really needs We're some kind of TLC. Burnt out. Well, burnt out. I think it just needs better storytelling. Sure, you know, that and too. I, I feel like if they got to make people care about these these characters, and and I'm, and I'm specifically talking about the Transformers. We just see so little of them that you never really get a chance to root for them. And they're the, I mean, those, those are the big ticket characters that you want to come and see. Yes. So, yeah, I really wah, hope wah. that they, they look at this and Paramount says, you know what, we really got to invest more in them and less less humans. Please, less humans. Oh, the humans. It, they're, they're just like long patches of time where you're like, I'd love to see a robot. Please, please just bring me a robot. <laughs> just, well, speaking of no humans. 
Uh, coming at number two is Cars. Look at that sweet segue from mm, Carrie Lane. You know. Uh, coming at number two, it was uh, basically pretty much neck and neck with uh, Wonder Woman and Cars. Oh, wow. They're pretty much like, a, at least right now, we'll find out what the final numbers say. Mm. But for right now, they're pretty much neck and neck. We'll see what comes up. But it's a hair's difference between them. Cars 3 made 25.1 uh, million, and Wonder Woman was just right there as well, 25.1. Nice. Yeah, so. Uh, I feel like Carson maybe eked that out a couple more dollars than Wonder Woman, but it's still really good. In fact, I went and saw, I was so sour after Transformers. I was like, well, I'll watch a little bit of Wonder Woman. And uh, went back in and uh, stayed for more of it than I thought. The, the, the last fight scene was still terrible. But there so w- did you just walk into a movie? I, I, I sauntered. <laughs> It's not just one. I, I sauntered in, but it's uh, all right. I've it, done that too. It was. It's still very packed. Yeah, and uh, there, which I, there was applause like at the at the after the fi- big final battle with Ares. Oh, nice! I was like, mm, guys, really? That's not that. That is not a really applause worthy moment. But okay, I will ah, respect your. It's, mm, I I think it's interesting if when you go to a movie or not, and people applaud or cheer or something. Uh, that's kind of your question. Comment down below. I'd be curious what you guys think about that. Is if you're in a movie, do you want to like, yay, or like, yes, I love that moment, or something? Or I, I feel it often. You kind of get the vibe of the audience you're with because I've been there, and you're like, oh, we're all not making much noise today. Okay, cool. And you kind of don't do much. But then I've been with ones. It's like, oh, it's okay. We make you know it happens a little bit more. Uh, I know I've definitely had, like, the, like, yes, kind of something. But then it's kind of funny if the one person kind of does that and then everybody kind of laughs. <laughs> or uh, I've said it before, but on, like, don't breathe, we all had a reaction. The entire audience had the same reaction to one part, and that was kind of funny because we all had the same, like, <gasps> you know, like, sound that happened. Yeah. <laughs> so that's kind of fun. And uh, I, I think people more uh, cheer on f- opening weekends or like premieres like if it's at a film festival obviously or if it's an opening weekend I think like if it's a few weeks in eh, no, people may or may not but I think I know they it's do. different around the world too because some places you know either don't bother people around you uh, depends on what kind of movie too because I've been with other audiences where it is more boisterous responses to it and you're just like oh that, that's what we're doing okay cool I'll, I'll cheer along too but then I think <laughs> when you get the okay from the rest of the audience and you feel more like alright uh-huh. yay <laughs> you know because <laughs> otherwise you don't want to be that one person who's like alright I'm sorry didn't mean to Did, yeah the only time I've ever done anything was uh, was at Fast Five the, the moment where they uh, they go off the uh, the side of the railroad tracks off that big drop in the, uh, the yeah. car into the water I started a slow clap after that and then people joined in. That was the only time I ever did something. It was just all right. Nice, that, nice. So bonkers. But that was that was it. Uh, okay, I like Alvin. Uh, I'm all for cheering, but applause is weird. I think it depends on how you cheer. Um, <laughs> I mean, applause. Sorry, it depends on how you're like. Like if it's a quick like, yeah, like a quick yes. I like that moment. Uh, Sarah said cheering in the, uh, at a movie is awesome. Uh, yeah, I think it depends. Uh, oh, there we go. Uh, Sarah also said, when I was at Force Awakens for the first time, the entire theater gasped at the Millennium Falcon reveal at the same time, and I remember that. Yeah, it's fun when you get that thing with the rest of your audience. Like, you really have that communal shared experience. So there are some movies where I'm like, "Eh, I do want to see opening weekend. I want a packed audience. So Hmm. you get that vibe. I never, I, you know, I guess if I had my preference, I would just see if if I walked into a room at theater and it was just empty, I'd be happy with that. Mm-hmm. I don't need to have a large crowd with me. Uh, I I do at home, 
Absolutely. I, I, I am on the Sense8 panel, and we've had a couple people be like, I'd want to watch it with you because of how we react to it. I have definitely been like, yes! Oh, like sitting on the edge of my seat, like, oh, come on, come on, come on. Mm-mm, and like actually out loud. <laughs> wow. Um, but it, it, it kind of depends on the show, but that show just has some moments where you're just like, because we're also doing one at a time, too. It's a very binge-worthy show, but we're doing one at a time. And, you know, I mean, I, yeah. I watched Sudini and Doyle with you, and I never once heard you get that excited. Well, that's here. We can't be that excited here. Oh, we can't? There's too many. We've had some stuff where it's loud. I've had cheers here in the studio. So if you all haven't seen any behind-the-scenes photos of After Buzz, give you the inside scoop. <laughs> uh, we, I'm pointing out to outside this room, there's this wall of viewing stations. And depending on the show, we would get together and we will watch beforehand. Depends on if you watch it at home or not and availability. But anyway... Uh, it is fun because there can be that shared communal reaction to that as well. And it's funny when you laugh out loud or do some kind of noise and then they're like, shh, sorry. But didn't mean to get so loud about my enthusiasm for a program. Uh, coming at number four anyway. this week was uh, 47 <laughs> Meters Down, the Mandy mm-hmm. Moore shark film. Another $7.4 million, a big drop between three and four. Mm-hmm. There is, gosh, uh, at least uh, like an $18 million drop between the two. And uh, rounding out the top five, All Eyes on Me, the Tupac Shakur uh, biopic. Still holding on. Yeah, $5.8 million. Look at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically, folks, uh, internationally, though, as we're talking about Transformers, uh, it is going to do, everybody predicted it was going to do big numbers internationally. Yeah. And so far, that's yep. proven to be the case. It is on track to, to the, uh, the top opening uh, at the International Box Office. Uh as of Friday estimates came in, uh, the unofficial Saturday, uh, unofficially in Saturday in China, it puts the Michael Bay's pick at about $93 million so far in hmm. China. Mm-hmm. Uh, domestically, of course, it's on a track for about, uh, four, as we figured out, $45 million for the three-day, and it's looking at about a $63.9 million for the five-day. So, uh, yeah, uh, again, you know, internationally, I, I feel like it, that's uh, the same thing with, um, gosh, what was the other film that did? Oh, like The Mummy, much better internationally than it's done mm-hmm. domestically. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I feel like if this if they want this franchise to have legs, they got to get it together. But uh, coming up this week, though, folks, we've got a instead of just one film to worry about, we've got three for your box office bet consideration considerations. Oh, we, good! I was uh, going to say, I'm like, wait, wait uh, mm, those are my that, reactions. To uh, those. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we have a film that opens up on Wednesday, getting to jump a little early for a film that Neil already has his tickets ready to go. Seeing it at what eight forty five, Neil. 8.45 on Wednesday evening. For Baby Driver? I'll be going to see Baby Driver. Nice. I'm very excited for this movie. That's right. It'll be opening up in uh, 3,100 screens from uh, Sony and Columbia. Uh, Friday, though, we'll have two films coming out to join Baby Driver. We'll have Despicable Me 3 from Universal opening up in over 4,350 screens. And The House with uh, from Warner Brothers with Will Ferrell and Amy Poehler and Jason Manzukis, who I love. Uh, over th- in over three thousand screens, so good numbers. Yeah, so feel free to start chiming away in the box uh, in the other uh, chat to let us know which film you'd like us to do the box office bet on. In the meantime, though, I'm debating of actually verbally saying my reaction because I said sounds, but I didn't say what those were for to be like. <laughs> maybe I don't want to let you know which one. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, don't, don't. I'm tip, not going to don't tip your hand because you know that that chat room. There's they, one they of them. Can, they can uh, sense. They can sense what's going on. They're like, oh boy. Uh, what was it? Side note: 
Alvin said something in the chat, something like, well, they can't hear your applause. It's not live theater. I'm like, I know. But it's you expressing your excitement and then also sharing it with the solidarity of your fellow viewers. So, And then uh, Sarah also pointed out for watching Sensei and Winona. See, Winona, we, we react to, I think it depends on the show of like what happens in it. Yeah. Like Winona had a cheerleading thing today. And me and Alexis were like, oh my gosh. And like get all excited. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe it depends. Maybe, Frank, you just didn't provide an environment where I felt comfortable. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> got it. Message received, Carrie Lane. Message received. I'm All kidding. Right. No, no, no. I got it. I got it. I don't just, know. Uh, clean up your act there, Frank. So All right. Carrie a little bit more comfy. I am the, uh, the murderer <laughs> of fun. We all know that about yeah, me. Yeah, you're just like, dude, this sucks. I hate it. Yeah. Like, that's your reaction. No, you like Houdini and Doyle. Like, stop enjoying yourself, Carrie. No. And just watch the show. Very somber. I have part of my interview with him on my reel. I'm working on my reel, guys. So if you like my shows, it, it'll be online soonish. <laughs> Gary Lane has already told me that uh, because she actually would like to get hired, she has excised me from any of her. No, reel. you're totally in my reel, man. No, he is. He is. That Don't is listen to him. He's a liar. a liar. That is a lie. I saw what was on the cutting room floor, and there's a whole big bunch of stuff of me, and there's like, uh, yep. So. And uh, in my book, I think any reel needs more Frank. Oh, God, no. Oh, he's in it. He's Absolutely in it. not. So much Frank. Right? No, you need zero of me. It was perfect. It's a split screen, so he's on it with me. It's That's not fantastic. even a cut. Even on my reel, there's nothing of me on my reel. It's of everybody else that I've done stuff with. So that's all right. It's all Carrie Lane. Yeah. Yep, that's all it is. My reel is basically Carrie Lane's reel. So. Well, while people are voting, I wanted to plug because I posted it online. Yes. Um, so I have both of my short films online. If you have been following for a little while, I did a film competition called the Collaboration Filmmakers Challenge. I made two films. I worked on a total of nine films, uh, short films. Let's clarify, short films. And um, But still, it's like... Um, you know those are still quite a bit and uh all of them if you go to youtube and look up collaboration filmmakers challenge they have uh all films that were submitted listed which is fantastic i didn't realize that so you can see everything that got submitted so my film uh there's two titles for it on youtube i think both are available to search that way so that's why i'm like there's technically two titles one is how to get your protein and and the other title is cannibal katie so look those up. It's a short horror comedy, or that one. And then the other one is a documentary called Dad. And then the one where I did voiceover work is called um, uh, Super Idiots, but that one is a little trickier to find. So I will make sure to put that on Twitter. But thank you so much to those of you who followed the link that I posted on Twitter and went to watch it. I really appreciate it. And so, yeah. Did that. you watch it yet? I linked you. Not, I, you, you. And you Neil, me? I yes. sent it to you too. Yes, I, I know. I, I, saw, I haven't seen it, but I saw it. Okay. If that makes sense. Because my horror one's under six minutes. Just saying. We can find, Neil, we can find six minutes <laughs> in our day, right? Just like, I'll just leave you guys on autopilot right now. Yeah, he's I'll like, come I'll back be right in back. Six minutes. So, yeah. All right, fine. I got it. Cool. <laughs> when next week you meet, can do it Caroline, later. we will, I will have seen it. And okay. uh, I will. Oh, and well, something kind of cool with the voiceover one, they're looking to do more. So that's exciting. That's awesome for yes, you. Yes. I'm excited to do that because that was fun to be that character. Uh, thank you very much for Sarah for watching and enjoying both of them. Yay. Thank oh, you. Oh, look at that. Uh, I think there was something else. Oh, and then I know some of you from way back when were following, speaking of following, followed the horror movie I worked on uh, back last year, October. Uh, I saw a, I don't know if I mentioned, but I saw a rough cut of it. Uh, none of the special effects have been put on, but overall it looks really good, really solid. And I will keep you updated on that. So right now they have like the rough cut that they're going to show to studios to uh, try to get it sold. Very cool. Yeah. So I was the assistant director on that one in case people are like, what are you talking about? So it's called Followed and there's uh, stuff. Yep. Anyway, 
Oh, look at that. Carrie Lane, look at there. Just her yeah, fingers on the pulse plug. of yeah. the film industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, before we uh, get together with our doing our top five for next week or doing our box office bet, we like to do a little box office rewind looking at yeah. somebody's career that's involved in one of the films that's coming up this weekend. And I decided, why don't we look back at our, our close personal friend, uh, the person that really got us into the industry who's done opened so many doors for <laughs> all three of us. And that's Mr. Steve Carell. I mean, mm. I know Neil and he share a very close friendship. Neil, if you want to expound on that a little bit. Yeah, well, you know, I first met Steve. Um, we were, uh, he was walking out of an improv, and I was walking into a laundromat in West Hollywood back when I lived in the area. And uh, he knocked over all of my clothes that I was carrying in my hands. Didn't say a word to me. Just looked at me with these big it's they're big and beady his eyes it's weird they're scary but they're also like all enveloping and uh he told me to get lost punk and uh Are you know, for reals? and since then i uh i i i'd reached out to him and you know he was just joking around and we've you know gotten coffee a couple of times and uh he went to my birthday party Wait, right um uh, yeah <laughs> i'm gonna be like neil are you telling the truth Neil just opened up about yeah, a part of his life, yeah, and whatever. you just sit there and just you just rained on it. A little bit. Uh, side note, Sky Patterson. Uh, no, followed is not on YouTube yet. They uh no. Uh, check them out on Twitter and Facebook. Just be like followed movie, and I think the website is areyoufollowed.com. I think uh-huh. though they have some short uh, videos of one of our characters uh, doing his horror show like that's within the movie so those are online uh no i only laugh too because i'm like well i did work on the incredible burt wonderstone as an extra a couple times so i'm like i saw him there and jim carrey but whatever no, but hey she- it's la i could totally believe neil i could totally believe your story was real that's why i was like wait i'm beady eyes through the camera at you if anybody's just listening <laughs> yeah he told me uh, he told me to get lost punk wait for reals yeah yeah for sure okay there you go See, that's the thing, though. I'm like, it's L.A. It could happen. It did happen. Look at that. It did happen. It did happen. For those of you still listening, I'm glaring at both of them now. It did. But I did totally, uh, I haven't seen it yet, but I was totally an extra on Incredible Burt Wonderstone, so I'd be curious to see if you can see me on some of it. Oh, I should go back. I've only seen that film once. I felt that, at the time, I felt that was enough. Probably. But, uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, so, of course, uh, we're going to look at Steve Carell's, uh, you know, of no surprise, I feel like his voice work really uh, takes it eye. So uh, we're going to be looking back, of course, Despicable Me, his, mm-hmm. his number one film. So we're going to be looking at the non-Despicable Me related films for Mr. Steve Carell, or basically any ones that he did the voice work for. We're just going to be looking at his live action films mm. for his top five. So number five starts off with Anchorman 2, The Legend Continues. From uh, 2013 in Paramount Studios, $26.2 million. Uh, it was fine. Which Did, one? Anchorman 2. Yes. Uh, I didn't like the first one, so I didn't. Yeah, see. don't decide yeah. to go see the second yeah. one. Uh, yeah. Anchorman 2 was not very good, I don't think. Yeah. Mm. I like the first one a lot, though. I saw that. You know what? Funny story, real quick. I saw that in theaters with my friend, and we laughed so hard. And then when it was coming out into video, I was telling my girlfriend at the time, like, oh my God, that movie was so funny. I never laughed that hard. In my life, and she's like, "Great, maybe I'll rent it with my parents." <gasps> and and, I was, oh. and at the time, I was like, "Yeah, sure, that should be fine." Because this was before the time, like this was right at probably the apex moment where movies started to do an unrated release. And if you remember, mm. Anchorman almost was a purely unrated home video release. 
I actually mm. had to look and try and find the rated version of it, which is the one that they showed in theaters. So they rented it, and <laughs> she she was texting me that night, like, I can't believe you would tell me to rent this horrible movie. My parents turned it off, <laughs> and they're like, they're like good God fearing people. So it like they hated they hated me so much after that. And then I told her like, I really don't remember it being that bad. Like honestly, I don't think it was that. I mean, of course, it was a little bad at times but and then she had to apologize because she realized that they had rented the unrated version i was <laughs> like all right well then yeah you definitely need to apologize well i know like in the for the first one there was a, like if i remember when they came out for uh home video release or home dvd release there was an actual second film that came with it from all the extra stuff that they shot so they oh. cut out of the first one they kind of built like a whole second story that's cool where there's like a I think an attack on a, a dam or something with terrorists and stuff that they get involved with as well I just, like ugh, a second story ugh. in there I, I just remember being in theatering and like nope no, no. Just, first one no really yep I don't know for not some reason it's just that uh... but I mean I'll side note because it's not on here at all I did really like 40 year old virgin and that's not on here at all no that but... one was really funny so that's one that I'm like yes it's funny all right but anyway. Uh, coming in number four for him was, of course, his predecessor, Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy. Mm-hmm. From the Carrie Lane, absolutely despises. But I, I wouldn't I, say no, despises, I, I just didn't like it. Really? I remember listening to the uh, uh, um, uh, Afternoon Delight over and over again after that film. I don't know. Just, yeah, no. Uh, number uh, number uh, three for Steve Carell, Evan Almighty, the follow-up to Bruce Almighty. Oh, it was okay. Him. Eh, it was all right. Yeah, it was, uh, it was like, mm, yeah, exactly. Uh, made a $31.1 million on its opening weekend from 2007. Eh. Uh, number two was uh, Get Smart from Warner Brothers back in 2008, $38.6 million. It didn't crash that one. Uh, it's fine. Did you see it, Neil? Yeah, I mean, I didn't see it in theaters. I saw it at home, but uh, it wasn't bad. Okay, yeah, I mean, it was it was all right. De- yeah. I mean, Steve Carell definitely knows how to how to. Uh, he definitely has this little niche for his like his physical humor right. that he does in movies, and I thought that he really nailed it in this one. Not to say that like that was able to carry the movie. Mm. Um, I thought Anne Hathaway did well. It was just you know, but it was like a throwaway kind of you know uh, sort of whatever movie. Yeah. I, I know we're not going doing voices, but Over the Hedge is so good. Really? Oh, yes. yeah. I've never seen it. It's okay. actually really good. No. Yeah, it is. She's right, Frank. You should watch See? it. See? It is. If I you can't. guys haven't seen Over the Hedge, it's really good. It was very funny. It's probably better than Storks. I, how dare you? It's very funny. <laughs> I remember really enjoying it, but the other thing I like about it is... <laughs> I'm just kidding, Frank. I did, I did catch the end of Storks this weekend on TV, though. That was nice. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. You were saying, Carrie Lane? I really liked it, but the thing about it that's funny is uh, Hoodwink came out shortly after, which also has a squirrel character, which also both movies involve the squirrel having caffeine, and I highly relate to both of those moments because very high-energy person, and if you're listening, you could probably be like, mm, yeah. Uh, not the coffee, because I don't like coffee, but so there's a moment, and over the hedge, I don't want to spoil for you, but the squirrel gets coffee, and you it's amazing. It. It's fine. Okay, fine. I, he can... I'll probably never see this movie, so go ahead. He gets coffee and he goes so fast that everyone is in slow motion, but he's actually at normal speed at that time. Otherwise, he's zipping around all over the place. They're like, let's give him coffee so he can get somewhere faster. And it's very amusing. And I I like that. And then in uh, Hoodwinked, if you remember, they give the squirrel coffee and then they record his interview and then they play it on slow-mo and then it's at normal speed. (laughs) 
I like. Okay, that's not on there too, but uh, yes, yeah, Sarah, good point. Uh, Crazy Sexy Love. That was a really good movie as well. And oh. yeah, Hoodwink was just okay. Oh, Crazy Stupid Love. Yes. Never saw that one either. That one was With good. Julian Moore and yeah, uh, it was Ryan Gosling. Yes. And Stone. Yep. And uh, Ryan Gosling's abs. Think about that. I no, he's fine. I just feel he's often very dead faced. Like it's just a very flat reactions a lot of the time. Like his just. I mean, there's people like I don't feel as much going on like behind the eyes sometimes. So with him, it just I mean he's attractive man of course, but I just don't. I'm like. Mm. What about Driver? Did you like him in Driver? I didn't see Driver. Did you see Driver, Neil? You mean uh, Gosling? Yes. I think that was just Drive. Or Drive, yeah. Uh, drive. I, I, it's on record that I like the first half of that movie, and okay. the last half sort of falls apart for me. Okay. It, it, that's on record somewhere? Where can we find yeah, that? Yeah, it's, it's actually in the, uh, it's in, it's in the library. Oh, all right. We keep it there <laughs> with the records. Fantastic. Mm. Uh, I, thought, I felt like um, it was shot beautifully. Definitely, I thought, the most beautifully shot movie of the year. Um, the score was good, but I didn't really uh, grasp my attention by the end of it. it sort of petered out and I didn't like it that much uh, I liked his role in the crazy stupid love that, like that one was fun I like him with that uh, I haven't seen Drive either yeah, well like Scott Patterson in the chat says uh, that I just have I like intelligent animated films not dumb ones so don't give me your over the hedge you haven't seen it yet so you don't know mm, it's very I good you have to get hit by a truck to know it hurts Carrie okay <laughs> that, 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 that's near there. Uh, uh, coming in at number one for uh, for Steve Carell in terms of box office, a film that you know he has a, a brief part, but I feel like you know it still was fun in his limited role in that was Bruce Almighty mm-hmm. from Universal back in two thousand three, sixty seven point nine million dollars. Not a bad movie. Uh, yeah, I I like the first one definitely, absolutely. Bruce Almighty was fun, but um, I actually don't really remember his role in it. But. He played the uh, the reporter, and of course, then in Evan Almighty, yeah. he becomes government mm-hmm. running for what? Is he a senator or a representative? One of the two. Uh, so, as we're talking about Ryan Gosling, though, of course, we've got the new Blade Runner film coming out too later this year. Yeah, are you excited about that? Uh, I feel there are classic, well done, amazing movies that I know I enjoy, but for some reason, I haven't like latched onto. So, like Blade Runner, I know is good. But I feel I need to like rewatch it because I'm not like, oh my gosh, the best is like blah, like people yeah. do, which I think is cool and I think it's awesome when you feel that way about a movie. But I was like, I feel I need to rewatch it. I think I've only seen it like once or twice though, so it's been a long time since I yeah. watched that movie. Uh, I mean, I'm excited because it's not exactly a remake, right? No, it's, it's more a, a continuation. Which yeah. I'm happier with that. Do that. Keep I mean, it going. As the director yes. says, we're going to finally get the answer to the question if Decker's a replicant or not. Yeah. Uh, Neil, have you been uh, thirsting for the answer to that question all these years? Uh, no, because I, sort of, I sort of thought that they, uh, they covered it in the first one, that he, that he was. Yeah, I, think it, I think it was in the director's cut, right, where they, where they teased it. There was like a – he had that little unicorn um, mm-hmm. uh, origami figure that the other detective made him. Get a word, mm-hmm. James almost. Yeah, and he and he makes those figures for replicants, like when they're interviewing them or something. And yeah. So it was sort of like a, like he didn't overtly say it, but it was yeah, like sort of like an understood thing. But uh, that's not enough for some people. We need a definitive answer. I guess this film is going to give it to us. Yep. 
thanks Jimbo Slice for agreeing. I'm like, yep, yeah, same of like it's, uh, you know, there are movies that you're just like it's really good, but you just I don't. or you saw it the wrong time, like you saw it too late or. T- too old or too young where you just didn't get it it didn't quite latch onto you like yeah. the way it's like if you're in that sweet spot of seeing a film like one that everybody that's come up more than once too is like um princess bride i don't think i saw that when i was supposed to hmm. so i'm just like i like it but like i know almost no quotes from that the way everybody can quote i'm also not good with movie quotes i'm not like let me quote the whole movie for you. I'm more visual. Like, I will remember exactly what a scene looks like and what people are wearing and what it look, you know, like, details. But what they say, I'm like, what what quotes are these? Hmm. Uh, give me one quote from Jerry Maguire. Oh, that's... Well, isn't that that you had me at hello? But that one's... Look at that. But see, those are ones when they're repeated outside of the... When it's made fun of, essentially, the movie, and then that's the quote used. Yes. Like, you have Forrest Gump on your shirt. That's That one's also... There's m- things taken out of that and put in other pop culture, so... But if there were other quotes that aren't as shared, I'd be like, I don't know. Mm, okay. But anyway. All right. Uh... Neil, how, uh, will you be there opening weekend, much like uh, you have your tickets early for Baby Driver for uh, Blade Runner? Uh, I'm not really uh, like jumping at the gates as, as mm-hmm. much as I am for Baby Driver as mm-hmm. I am for uh, Blade Runner. Um, but that, that's not to say that you know, I won't try to see it opening weekend. Uh, it's a little distance off, so I don't know. like Quite some what, time. Yeah, I don't know what my timing's going to be like, but I would hope that I would be. It's October. I'm excited. Halloween and all the theme parks. That's that, my jam. Mm. Well, we're getting closer. Yes. I feel right now I can't really think of anything else than uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Yes, I'm excited for that one. They did yeah. some early screenings for critics. Yeah. The uh, social media embargo was lifted. So it seems like uh, so positive. far. Positive so Good. far. Yeah. So, uh, although, I mean, I've heard uh, various different things about uh, Michael Keaton's character, the Vulture. So. I've heard that he's kind of like, eh, whatever. And then I've heard that he's uh, right next to, like, Loki, maybe even better than Loki in terms of Marvel villains. Hmm. So, I don't know. I guess we'll have to see when everyone sees a film and get it kind of decides for themselves mm-hmm. so what that is going to be. When does that one come out again? July 7th. 7th? Okay. 7th. So, right after 4th of July weekend. Yes. Sweet. Cannot wait. I think it's interesting that uh, Keaton was Batman and then parodied. Sort of, sort of parodied yeah. himself as a post-Batman actor in Birdman, and now is in Spider-Man yep. mm-hmm. as a Birdman. Yeah, that's right. No, totally. Uh, and then, uh, if you want to also explain for the accountability, what you guys have been doing of showing that you've gone to the theater. By the way, for yes. anybody who's new and hasn't followed you on social media, that's right. A good, re- good reason to follow uh, Carrie, Neil, and myself is that, uh, at least for Neil and myself, since we've right, been I doing haven't it, done it yet. Yes. <laughs> Uh, we, we will post a little accountability, accountability photo. So photo of either our movie ticket or maybe the uh, the screen screening uh, time sign in, in front of the auditorium that you're going to be going and watch this film mm-hmm. to let the rest. And then we'll tweet each other to let like, hey, you know what? I'm going to do uh, taking care of business, going to see this film just to let you know, you know, we're trying to keep our, you know, our box office, but on the up and up. Yeah. No, yeah. I think it's great. Yeah, you know, and someday maybe you know we'll see one from Carrie Lane. I know, right? But if she's on this uh-huh. hot streak like she's been, you know, it won't be anytime soon. Oh, Frank, it'll be decades before we see one from well, her. I was going to say Anime Expo's coming up, and uh, then it's Comic Con, and then I'm <laughs> then I'm doing a trip. So. Yeah, so it could be a while. But so basically, Carrie Lane is right now telling me uh, that we'll never so see. So at the end of a- August. No. <laughs> great, great guys. It's going to be a long time. Uh, you know, we'll, you know, just show us one of the for one of the, when you watch it at home for some of the ones that you. I, I was thinking that I'm like, I need to get the DVD and have it at home and be go. like, look, look. 
so, uh, of course, uh, the, the votes are still going on. You continue to stay, keep voting for the box office bet with uh, Baby Driver, Despicable Me yes. 3. What's or our the votes? House. I think it was Baby Driver. Uh, yeah, all right. Uh, before we do that final uh, tally, though, uh, we're going to do our top five for next week. So, oh, yes. as I mentioned, we've got Baby Driver in 3,100 screens, Despicable Me in 4,350 uh, 4, plus, and The House is in over 3,000 screens this coming weekend. So, no. I feel like, for sure, I feel I don't feel like it's any uh, easily easy to say that 47 meters down and All Eyes on Me We'll both be saying farewell to the yeah. top five. That's pretty safe. I, yeah. I actually want to go with Despicable Me 3 being number one, if only because that franchise is huge, yes. big following, Cars did so well, similar idea. So, Well, I'm thinking kids. it's going to be more interesting in terms of Cars 3 and Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman's holding on so strong. True. Be like, where Coming in next week, do you feel like Wonder Woman is still... Because one of those, either Cars 3 or Wonder Woman, is probably going to get bumped off the list. Oh, because I feel like all I feel like the, well, well you mm, I think unless the house doesn't make top five, I think the house will. Yeah, yeah, I think it, I think it's going to make top five. I don't. It's not going to do number one. Probably not. Maybe not number. Well, I mean, Transformers is going to have a chat steep room drop. is going. Yep, Despicable Me three is number one. I agree. Uh, uh, I'm going to go with Despicable Me three is number one. I think Transformers will stay on there. I don't think it's going to drop drastically. Oh, I you think th- domestically? I bet, I bet you it, it's more than a 50% drop. I bet you more than 55% drop. Okay, I'll wait for you to say your prediction then. I, I feel like I feel like that's going to go... So if that's, I feel like it'll be uh, Despicable Me 3. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be The House at number 2. Mm. I will. S- Neil, how do you feel about Baby Driver? What do you think? I think it's going to do well. I've seen a lot of... I mean, of course, I've been looking for a lot of yeah. uh, stuff for it, but okay. I've seen a lot of bus ads. I've seen um, a lot of social media stuff. It's yep. all over like the sponsored ads on Twitter and Facebook for my mobile yep. device. Um, my personal... I, I think my top five is going to be Despicable Me, Baby Driver, uh, House, um, Transformers, and Wonder Woman. Ooh. I mean, I can see cars dropping off only because of Despicable Me 3. You know what, Neil? I agree with you. Woo! I'm going to go with, yep. Uh, though, I think Wonder Woman and Cars might be like, eh, mm, mm. yeah. Yeah, it could honestly go either way. Yeah. But I think uh, what, what Cars was two weeks after Wonder Woman, right? Or was it one week after? Uh, two weeks. Two? two weeks after, and it's already had a drop close to, I mean, like, Wonder Woman's really holding on. Yeah. Yes. So if Cars keeps dropping like it has been, right. I don't think it's preposterous to think that Wonder Woman will be that it'll drop below wonder woman in this week coming up uh binge it agrees with us of despicable me three then baby driver transformers house oh no wait they put house uh little we put house at three yeah 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 so they switch transformers and house and then wonder woman i think that's also a very possible one of like shift yeah but i just man i feel like transformers is gonna plummet because well, uh, that's what that's why we kind of had it for. Yeah. I mean, I know Neil said it, I just kind of stole it and agreed, but yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I feel like that. I, I'm uh, I'm liking that li- little lineup there. I, I like this kind of group work. Yeah, we're we all got, like, yeah, okay. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, it's I like a, disagree with Neil. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh hey, I can't think of what's going on. Hey, for, hey Neil, what do what do you think? And hey, we've all done that though. Everybody's kind of been like, I like that. That's a good list. All right. Yeah. Right. Same. Yeah, that's a good point. 
No yeah. reason to be uh, contrarian. We just can't. We don't do the bet that way. So wait, wait. If we all think Baby Drivers 2, Baby Driver seems to be the bet, so that will be an interesting what we think it will get. Oh, man. So uh, is that... Yes. Baby Driver races past the competition to win the vote. Thank oh, you, Alvin. Yay Alvin. for puns. I, I love it. Alvin. Very good. That. Yes. Uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, it, it's time for the box office bet. <sighs> okay. Uh, so we all think it's number... As Carrie explained three. earlier in the episode, basically we're all going to vote on what we think the opening box office weekend total, the three-day. So, of course, Baby Driver's opening on Wednesday. We're only going to be factoring in the Friday through Sunday numbers for this. But what it'll do over those three days, whoever gets closest gets to be prognosticator or prognosticators of the week. The loser, of course, will have it be oh. seeing this film. I feel like this is definitely a case where it's, you know, not, the winner win or lose going to be seeing this movie. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I do want to see this one, too. Mm. Soon? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ken Jack says 35 for Baby, baby Driver. Okay. Uh, Adelia, this is a bet I'd love to lose, right? I know that's not a bad one. Uh, Alvin puts it at 25. Oh, man, I kind of had a number that I'm like... Mm. I got a number. Well, hold on one well, second hold on. here. I want to look up one thing just to add to this information okay, here. Do, 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 do. Uh, wow, Emmanuel says uh, Despicable Me, then Transformers, Baby Driver, Wonder Woman, and then The House. Okay, okay. Come here, you. Ooh, uh, Star Drew says 20s. That's kind of cheating. It's not enough specific. Delia goes with 22. Uh, I want to say it's Jason's movie channel says 40. Yeah, because you of word remember, of mouth. Uh, Baby Driver still has 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Ah, uh, okay. So, uh, just looking what were you at, looking at? Uh, I just want to look kind of curious, like Edgar Wright's openings here. Oh, sure. Uh, and so, basically, for his, I mean, for four of his openings right here, uh, that the highest one, uh, ten thousand, ten million, ten point six was for Scott Pilgrim back in twenty ten. Mm. Then we had eight point eight for The World's End in twenty thirteen. Mm. Five point eight for Hot Fuzz in two thousand seven. Wow, that's all it made. Three point three for Shaun mm. of the Dead back in two thousand four. Alvin says Edgar Wright does not open movies big though. Uh, but that's this true. one, I agree with Neil. It's had a lot of online buzz for a while now, and you know. Man, you know, I'm... Uh, I might be high then, but still. I, my I number, like, that is. You know, looking at these box office numbers, I'm going to revise mine. I'm going to I'm gonna flip the house and uh, Baby Driver. I feel like Baby Driver will come in three. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go that way. Sure. So, uh, you know, just neither here nor there. But uh, so mm. that'll... Oh, man. So his highest opening, 2010, Scott Pilgrim, 10.6. And I feel like of the two between Baby Driver and Scott Pilgrim, I mean, even though Scott Pilgrim uh, way underperformed what the studio expected, mm-hmm. I feel like... Culturally, I feel like that. I mean, there was. I feel like car chase movie. People are excited. Yeah, and look at the cast too. Yes, you have Spacey, Ham, mm-hmm. Burnfall, freaking everyone's in that movie. Yep. Um, uh, wow, Brian says it's only going to make fifteen. Yeah, I, I could see that. Mm. Uh, all right, so let me pull this up here. All right, all right. Uh, mm. da, 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 da. One last thing here. Okay, so. Emmanuel. Uh, Ansel? Do you mean Edgar? I thought it was Edgar. Uh, wait. Well, it's, it's Ansel. Oh, He's sorry, I'm reading that lead. weird. Yes. Ah, yes. Okay. Uh, eye candy. Yep. The curious thing is where you think uh, Despicable Me is going to go. Right? Yes. Uh, over under 75 million. Under. Under. You think so? Yeah. Cars just did 50. 
Yeah. And that's one of that's I mean the big Pixar this year. Well, yeah, but it's also not one of Pixar's. I mean, merchandise wise, one of the hugest brands. But I feel like in terms of the films, not one of its premier brands, especially coming off that second one. No, uh, the Cars, cars. franchise oh, sure, or Pixar. Sure. I feel like if you're ranking the Cars, the Pixar films. Well, cars, and they had the a Minions franchise. movie too, so yeah. I mean, which was kind of a uh, yeah. yeah. But I feel like the Cars franchise is kind of not one of the the, the crown jewels. It's not been active. in the box office. Despicable Me has been an active franchise. Uh, the Cars two was so terrible. Okay. Ugh. Do you have uh, a number? Oh, all right. Uh, we're doing Baby Driver, all right? Yeah. Yep. Okay. I will do 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 do. do. Jason says ninety six for Despicable Me. Woof. Wow. Binget says 90 to 100. Wow. Okay. Man. Well, okay. So what do you think about that, Neil, with those hot uh, predictions flowing around? Do you uh, want to revise your estimate? But then Courtney goes 35. And Brian says 65. Wow. It was all over the board. Love it, guys. 35 for Despicable Me 3? No way. Yeah, actually, I, I was about to say I agree with Brian. Uh, my number for Despicable Me is 65. Cool. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. Mm, yeah. All right. You ready? Uh, uh, so, five. <laughs> all right. Yeah. I. Okay. All right. Uh, ready? Carrie yep. Lane? Okay. Let's go. What do we have here? For <laughs> Baby Driver? 40 million? Holy cow. I love it. <laughs> Carrie Lane, shout out like, the stars, everybody. <laughs> I went with 14. I, I thought it. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be really high. Holy okay. shnikes! I love it. I love if it. If I put it at number two, yeah, I'm just swinging for the fences. You know, I like that. Neil, we... what's your number? Uh, Thirty-five myself. Ah, see. Oh, <laughs> oh man. All right. Uh, Yikes! Yeah. But we're I, like... Honestly, I probably should should have just guessed like a hundred billion because I'm gonna go see it anyway. <laughs> I know. Yeah, Alvin. I know. Crazy numbers. Uh, I think I maybe had thought to go lower to like twenty, but. But no, I but I I uh, I love it when you get uh, when you, you know. when you when you swing big. It's yep. always my favorite time. Carrie Lane. <laughs> yes. But then when I'm right, it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's like see. Yeah, who knows? I mean, Baby Driver could just nail it. Yeah. That we could come in at you know thirty nine, forty one, and Carrie Lane's gonna be like. Yeah, Wait, you I only had fourteen. Fourteen. If I got twenty five, I'm like almost. Well, then maybe yeah. I want that like right <laughs> over the middle between us. Yeah. <laughs> So, yes. Well, since I'm blacking it as number three now, yeah. I feel like I'm going to knock it on a little bit more. But, yeah, it'll be yeah. interesting no, to fine. see. Well, I actually think uh, word of mouth might drive Baby Driver's Weekend up. Ooh, and that might be why they ooh, opened ooh, on ooh. a Wednesday. Yes. Because it was originally supposed to come out in August. But after the high uh, high acceptance it got at South by Southwest back in, what was it, February? Oh. They decided to push it to hmm. June 28th on Wednesday. So I think they might be banking on some word of mouth coming off Wednesdays and Thursdays, hmm. or in even some Tuesday midnight shows. Um, so mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, it's possible. It's I, I believe that Carrie and I are definitely, definitely in the deep end of what it could make. Sure. But I don't think it's impossible. Hmm. Well, all right. Um, let's uh, let's focus on seeing other films this weekend, folks. Let's go. Let's go see stuff. Let's go say this coming up weekend's Anime Expo. I'm not watching any movies unless they're at the convention. Uh, Sarah Brock says that either of you use that GIF this week. Uh, I didn't use it, but I liked it. And I yes. sent it, I showed it to yeah, you. Yeah, I loved it. I loved, I loved it. it. Yes, it was like what, me, what? like what, what? That's right. I forget was, what it was. Thank you so exactly, much for making that. I, that was I great. Thought it was super I thought adorable. It was awesome. Yes. Uh, and real quick before we tie off, I mean, one of the big news stories this week in terms of films was uh, seeing. Uh, uh, Lord and Miller uh, taken off of the Han Solo uh, solo film, right? It's like, uh-oh. and Ron Howard stepping in to uh, direct very it's late like, into the uh-oh. process. So, uh, I mean, even if you have someone good coming in, it's still one of those like, uh, mm, but you know, 
Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess you know from the stories, at least we're saying that you know they they were trying to add more improvisation into Lawrence Kasdan's script, which uh, Lawrence Kasdan and at least Kathleen Kennedy were like, mm, no, Consul hmm. is not really a comedic character. He's more of a, you know, he's more comedic as the straight character of like playing the foil to it. You know, yeah, he has comedic lines though, he does. but I think he says it more. He's funny because he's serious. Yeah, kind of. I mean, he's not. I think we find them funny, but yes. I think he's being incredibly serious yeah. when he says them. Oh, exactly. Uh, but what do you think of Ron Howard as a as a replacement for this? I think it's great. You think so? Could it work? I yeah, mean, he's I don't. I don't think that the pair could have. Uh, I mean, they're from what Twenty One Jump Street and stuff, right? And the Lego Movie. Yeah, I mean, the Lego Movie was really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's the sort of. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, when they say it's creative differences, I believe it's creative differences. I think they have a completely different direction that they wanted to take Han Solo. Mm. And I think Ron Howard will stick closer to like that uh, that sort of old... I mean, Han sort of feels like an old Western kind of character. I like Alvin saying Han Solo is sarcastic. Yeah, and that's where it's funny because he's saying it in a sarcastic way. I think he's a mix, though. I think he understands when he's being funny because he'll say something and you know he's like saying it. Not necessarily for like a laugh, but it, witty. He's smart. He's very intelligent with what he's saying. Yeah, I mean, but, Ron Howard's yeah. got a long ties with you know uh, Lucasfilm and stuff like that. So I could see, uh, yeah, I could see why they went with him. But I'll be curious just how much. Uh, I mean, he's got they've shut down production until July, so he's got a few weeks to kind of figure out what the game plan is, what's usable, uh, yeah. what's been shot, and then uh, what they need to reshoot to kind of get it back right. towards its original intent. It seems like. But uh, I don't know. It's very we'll interesting because the idea is like, do you hire like a Lord Miller? Yeah. You, you, if you've done your research, you know the kind of films that they make and what they're bringing to the table. Right. You know, do you want? I feel like you hire them because you want them to bring their yeah. sensibility into your project. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's the same thing like with Edgar Wright and Marvel with Ant Man. Yep. Maybe same thing we're seeing here is where, you know, it's if you're bringing in these directors. Don't you want them to show their voice, or do you want them to stick very much closer to what the uh, the corporate people want out of these franchises? Ah, I like this. Jason says, directors are directors for a reason. They make a film in their vision. Yes. Uh, I would agree from my experience of directing. Uh, but yeah, there's because it's your story, and you would pick someone because they do a particular style. And I, I feel like... The Lord Miller, like maybe Han Solo wasn't the right vehicle in a Star Wars universe, but if you wanted to do a comedic take uh, with some nice emotion in it, maybe it would have worked better with original characters Mm, mm -hmm. in the set in the Star Wars universe. Maybe that would have been a choice than using somebody that's so beloved and so entrenched in a lot of people's minds about what that character is. Yeah. Uh, with Han Solo. Or do it like Rogue One, where it's more like, here are events we all know about, but here's some characters you don't know. Yeah. Like that, it's. Like Star Wars historical fiction, you know, you're taking things we already know and events in place, and then just be like, well, here's the other people you don't know about. Yeah, it's, like that'd be a good way to do it. Because uh, I mean, certainly with uh, I feel like, uh, and I'll be curious to see how Black Panther is because that certainly just looks that like it looks so good. It looks like a nice little fresh approach yes. to uh, to some of the Marvel films, yep. to a Marvel universe. But I also feel like you start seeing that with James Gunn. And mm-hmm. second Guardians of the Galaxy film, right. just a little bit yeah. more of the loosening up. You get mm-hmm. to see more James Gunn's personality showing through. Yep. So I feel like maybe Marvel is starting to lean towards, hey, let's see what these these directors we bring in mm-hmm. can bring to these films. Mm-hmm. But I feel like separating, I think Marvel is different than Star Wars in terms sure. of what you want out of those films. What you're expecting, sure, that too. Yeah. So Neil, 
been quiet during all this. Do you have any parting thoughts? Well, I think uh, directors are definitely in charge of the like mood of mm-hmm. a movie. But um, there's a thing in filmmaking called the auteur theory, mm-hmm. which is basically that the, d- the directors can be like the sole creator of a movie based on their vision. And there's a reason why it's a theory, because uh, it's not quite true, or it <laughs> hasn't been proven at least. Mm-hmm. People come close, but no one director is completely in charge of the movie that they're making. Uh, so I feel like um, whether that be like a Lord and Lord and Miller could have done better or uh, Howard uh, not being able to perform. I think it's moot. I think it just needs someone to just grab the reins of this already moving train and try and get it into the station. Oh, look at that. Reins and a train. I love it all. I loved how you brought that all together. Neil. You're Thank welcome, you. Frank. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. You know, I know you all thought at the beginning of the episode, there's no way they can get to this, the end of this episode. (laughs) We did it. We did. We We survived. We did it again. You all survived as well. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) that brings us to the end of another episode of Box Office Breakdown. But the fun does not stop here. It just Mm -hmm. gets started. You can like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Double thumb it up. Be a Carrie Lane. Give it not just one, but two thumbs up if you can. And thanks again, as always, folks. We can never say it enough. How much we appreciate each Mm -hmm. and every one of you for hopping in the chat every single week that they make the show so much more fun to do yes and uh, if you want to continue the conversation with us even after the show's over Carrie Lane in addition to Anime Expo and following all your uh, adventures that are going to be happening uh, where else can they find you? Uh, yes, you can find me online at Carrie D. Lane. That's K-A-R-I-D-L-A-N-E. And yes, Anime Expo is starting on Friday, and I will definitely be posting stuff from there. And I will be sporting some cool fashion from my friend uh, L Royalty Clothing, which if you've seen that clothing, I did a lingerie fashion show, which is on my social media channel. Mm-hmm. Wow. Neil Plumley, where can they find you? Other than uh, Baby Driver on Wednesday at 8.45. You can find me seeing Baby Driver <laughs> on Wednesday at 8.45. Uh, you can also find me online everywhere at the Neil Plumley T-H-E-N-E-I-L-P-L-U-M-L-E-Y. I have thoughts on things. None of them are good thoughts. Follow at your own risk. Oh, well, yeah. Sweet. Uh, and uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Happy Go Jackie. You know, I, I wear this blue hoodie a lot, so, you, you know, you can see me uh, in various photos. With this blue hoodie, it's been very exciting. Uh, I, you know, did a fashion shoot just wearing this blue hoodie. All right, blue thanks, hoodie guys. Good no, night, there, and thanks for watching. What? Is that, is that <laughs> it? Oh. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it. Uh, thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you back here next week with another episode of Box Office Breakdown, right here in Popcorn Talk. See ya. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.